Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. He said things that seemed to be really savage or brutal. That wasn't what he was implying, but he used these severe or savage examples to stress the point. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Sometimes Jesus said things that seemed to contradict things he had said previously, and then other times he seems to undermine his own nature and character. Obviously, every word that Jesus said was true and right, but how are we supposed to reconcile and understand how he wants us to live when his words don't make much sense? Yeah, there are some things that he says that kind of leave you scratching your head, <laughs> and they're the very things that people who don't like Jesus or who want to, you know, point out the errors in the Bible, they say, see, they contradict. He doesn't mm. even, he doesn't even agree with himself when he says these things. So I'm going to read, um, Matthew 18 and it's verse 8 to 9. And this is what he said. He said, if your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. And it's better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be cast into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. It's better for you to enter into life with one eye than to have two eyes and be cast into fiery hell. You kind of go, Mm. that's really graphic stuff. Yeah, violent. It's really violent. (laughs) And you think he he couldn't possibly mean what he's actually saying. And there are, again, there are some... Uh, people and some things about Jesus' ministry. When I say people, people who will criticise Jesus' ministry because they're difficult to understand. Yeah. I mean, well, another example would be um, just in the same chapter, Matthew eighteen, where Jesus says, "Whoever causes one of these little ones who is who believes in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the ocean." Exactly. So, <laughs> so that's almost a sanction to yeah. violent murder, yeah. you know. And but is he really? Is he really actually sanctioning that kind of stuff? Because we've talked many times about the fact that Judaism is a very practical, physical, literal religion. Mm. So, you know, you could almost go, okay, so he really wants us chopping off our hands and feet, plucking our eyes out and committing homicide if somebody offends a child, you know. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's not. But how do you actually – how do you Mm. counterbalance that? How are you supposed to interpret it? And again, we've mentioned before um, that in the Western Church, we are living with the consequences of having expelled or severed all the Jewishness from the Christian faith and from the Word of God, I might add. Uh, and so this often limits our, our ability to interpret Scripture, okay? Difficult passages like this um, are, you know, the example we're using. Now, there are several books or interpretive books that the Jewish people use to interpret the law. So you have the law, the Torah, the Bible, the Tanakh, which is all the Old Covenant. The the Torah is just the first five books of Moses. Then you've got the Mishnah, which is apparently the written, the writing down of what was called the oral law that was given to Moses. Mm -hmm. Um, It was written down a long time afterwards. But this oral law was supposedly like... Okay, we've got the law, mm. and now the Mishnah, the oral law, tells you how to fulfill. It's like a, like a guidebook, law. almost. Almost, yeah, yeah, very much like that. And then, of course, you've got the Talmud. There are two. There's the Babylonian Talmud, and there's the Jerusalem Talmud, which wasn't actually written in Jerusalem; it was written in Tiberias. But that's <laughs> another story. Um, now, 
they are, they are like rabbinical or sage teachings to interpret the law and the interpretations of the law. So it's mm-hmm. like an interpretation of interpretations. Now, people go, see, these silly Jews, they've got all these extra things. Well, we have Bible commentaries and we have Bible dictionaries and there are many, many people who've done commentaries. Mm-hmm. So it's no different to what we have. Yep. Okay, so we need to not be too critical because yep. we use the same kind of materials and resources as well. Mm. But obviously the Mishnah isn't inspired not in the same all. way that we would explain that the Bible is. No, 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 not at all. The Mishnah and the Talmuds, um, they are not inspired. They're not God-breed. The Word of God is God-breed mm. from Genesis to Revelation. But our our commentaries are not inspired either. Mm. You know, one of the most famous would be Matthew Henry's. Now, we consider these to be very godly men, and there's so many of them. Mm. He's just one among so many. But they're not inspired either. Yeah, We've got right. to remember yeah. that as well because we can elevate our own yeah. Bible teachers and expositors <laughs> a little bit more than possibly that we should. Okay, so... So the, the Talmud, the Mishnah, they are all about interpreting scripture. Now, uh, there was, um, in the Mishnah itself, there is a, an example of one of these very extreme kind of sayings. And it says this, it's in Mishnah Avot 3. And it says, when three eat at one table and the words of the Torah are not spoken there, it is as if they ate at the altars of the dead. But when three eat at one table and bring up the words of Torah, it's as if they have they ate from the table of God. Wow. So what they're what what they're saying is the Torah, which is the word of God, which is the source and essence of our life. It is the it is the the absolute bedrock of understanding and truth. If we don't have that a part of our every single day, and still we feed our bodies to live, but if we don't feed on the mm. word of God, we might as well be eaten at the table of dead people or dead fake gods and mm. you know the rest of it. Now it's it's a little bit extreme but the, it's it's an extreme example to express a very very important truth. Okay? Um, and then you think about what Jesus said in Matthew 4:4 4, 4. he said it's written because when he's out in the wilderness being tempted by the devil and then the devil saying you're really hungry turn the bread in the, the rocks into bread and you'll be hunky dory. And he says it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that's He's quoting scripture. He was actually quoting from the Psalms. So he's quoting scripture, but it's the same principle, this rabbinic mm. teaching that was always an extreme, it's an extreme example. What about this one? This is from the Talmud. It says, the pain of humiliation is more bitter than death. Therefore, one should rather fling himself into a fiery furnace than humiliate someone in public. Wow. So don't, don't ever embarrass somebody <laughs> in public. Rather go and throw yourself into a furnace. Is that really what they're saying? No. <laughs> Even though Judaism is very practical, they used a lot of, um, these, like, extreme mm. examples. Well, it's hyperbole, isn't it? That's the, it's totally yeah. hyperbole, yeah. And, and, you know, the Bible is full of types and hyperbole and puns and, and parables, yeah. all those kind of things, because it's to teach something really important. Now, I wanted to give some real life examples of what can happen if you humiliate somebody in public. And I do this as an emphasis to say this is mm. an ancient teaching in the Talmud about what not to do. So this is not a new phenom- phenomena. This is something that has – it's a part of human nature, can have consequences, but it's just worse today. For example, in June of 2013, a young man in Idaho in the United States, he committed suicide after a local sheriff's office, uh, office humiliated him when they wrote a sarcastic post on his Facebook page uh, about him being wanted for arrest. He killed himself. Wow. 
Um, there was a police officer who committed suicide after being falsely and publicly accused of rape. I mean, you, you know, what happens yeah. if you accuse somebody of being a pedophile today? Mm. You don't need any, any evidence, but you say it yeah. and it sticks and they've got to live with that. Mm. Uh, Sometimes was, they can't live with it. That's the well. The yes, result exactly. Yeah. They can't live with it, and that's mm. the problem. You you do put something out there in a public forum, you can literally destroy somebody's life. What about this one? There was a civil servant who was accused of racism online, and he committed suicide. And he left a note, and in it he said that he had never been a racist. That he had in fact established a multi faith group to promote equality between minority groups and four minority groups. However, he knew that once somebody had branded him as a racist, that he was going to be stuck with that reputation for the rest of his life and he couldn't live with the humiliation and he topped himself. Wow. Because somebody said something in a public forum. You know, sometimes we are so careless mm. with the things we say. I mean, there are more examples. We don't have time in this, uh, this program, but probably in the next one we will have some more. But that is this example of of an extreme teaching that you can be you can do something that is have such catastrophic potential on somebody else's life that you're better off just get out of the way and the extreme measure is burn yourself to <laughs> death nobody's saying do that mm. so you know we have to understand some things are said that sound horrific mm. but people are not actually saying that and that's the same with Jesus he said things that seem to be really savage or brutal. That wasn't what he was implying. He had a much greater and more important lesson to to teach the people, but he used these severe or savage examples to stress the point. Mm. Well, we'll explore this some more in the next episode, trying to reconcile some of those things that Jesus said that were seemingly confusing and to try to make a bit more sense of it next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 